I'm Alicia Michalisic Kurtz, and welcome to Real Talk, a place where doctors and other healthcare professionals share stories about their real human experiences working in medicine. Today's episode marks the start of a five episode mini series where, over the next few weeks, we'll share the stories of some emergency medicine residents at Louisiana State University, New Orleans. These are resident physicians that work in the ER at University Medical Center, a hospital that opened in August 2015 to replace the famous Charity Hospital, our country's second oldest continuously operated public hospital that since day one has been devoted to the care of indigent patients and serves one of the largest groups of uninsured citizens in the country. But during Hurricane Katrina, Charity Hospital sustained severe flood damage. You may remember scenes of patients being evacuated from this flooded hospital from the news as patients were taken from this community landmark to a makeshift medical facility in the New Orleans Convention Center. At the time, it was aptly called the Spirit of Charity, since the doctors and nurses and techs and all the other hospital workers came together in that convention center to continue caring for the people of New Orleans just as they had always done before. Ultimately, the flood damage was too much for Charity Hospital to reopen, and a new medical center was built right down the street from the old one, University Medical Center. Although, as we learned on our recent trip to New Orleans, plenty of locals still call it Charity. As part of their formal learning curriculum, the emergency residents at LSU New Orleans have a program a lot like Real Talk. They call it This Charity Life a play on words reflecting some creative influence from NPR's This American Life and, of course, paying tribute to the old charity hospital. This charity life was started by chief resident Dr. Jennifer Oswald because, like we talked about in our very first episode on this podcast, Jennifer also recognized that we need to do more to address this issue of burnout and physician wellness instead of just having an occasional social event or telling people to do more yoga. For me personally, when I got elected or like nominated to be chief this year, um, my like role has been grounded in like wellness, social things, recruitment. And so as part of my wellness initiatives, I wanted to kind of change what we were doing. It's not that we were doing anything bad or wrong, um, but like in the past, our wellness programs have been like go to the park instead of going to conference or like let's plan a, a happy hour, which are all great things. And we still do them yeah. and we love doing it. But I felt like there was like a gap with actually like addressing wellness in a long-term way, like doing something that would actually change our culture of wellness. Um, we're actually using conference time, which is something where I think you need like a chief to kind of have that pull. And then you need like other residents to have buy-in um, and use conference time to address wellness issues. So the storytelling part was influenced by Dr. Butts, one of um, our attendings, had brought up the idea of narrative medicine, which I think is becoming pretty popular these days. And so that idea of using narrative medicine and thinking, like, we need residents to actually tell stories, but if we just hold it as something after conference, like, that's optional, like, you're going to self-select, you know, like, the residents who are like, I'm comfortable sharing are going to show up, and then everyone else who, like, probably needs it more, but, like, is afraid won't show up. So we were like, the only way we're actually going to create a change is to, like, have it as something you're encouraged to participate, and it's, like, expected that you do, so... 
One cool thing that LSU residents do with This Charity Life is pick a theme for the stories that are shared in each session. This allows for a deeper dive into a specific topic that's particularly relevant to their resident experience. So the first one, we did imposter syndrome at the beginning of the year, which I think was like a huge hit, especially with like our new interns coming in. And then we had some uh, recently graduated attendings who like came back to those sessions, like some of them are here and they were, you know, giving that other level imposter of imposter syndrome, not just as an intern, but you know, it continues with you. And so I think after that session, people were like, oh, like I have like a term for explaining how I'm feeling right now. And it was like a cathartic release for them. Yeah. It's normalized, which is like part of our purpose statement is saying like, we want to normalize our conversation around this rather than it being like, oh, well, you can talk about that after work or like you deal with that on your own. Like it's something that's ingrained in our culture here. It's worth taking a moment here to acknowledge that we throw some serious shade on yoga on this show. And that's honestly probably not fair, since in reality, I love yoga. It is really a great way to relax and to center yourself. Not to mention, it's so important to stretch and protect your joints and strengthen your core. But we joke because yoga is such an easy target. When you hear anyone talk about how to make physicians more well, They always say we should sleep more and eat well and do more yoga, which is why we loved this little memory that Jen shared with us. It's funny. I almost forgot this. So I teach yoga. Yeah. And so when I was an intern, like I've done it since med school. And so when I like became an intern, the chiefs at that time like recruited me to like teach yoga during conference time as like our wellness which I was like I'm more than happy to teach like I love teaching yoga but at the same time I like felt super embarrassed doing it and I was like because it got like great turnout the first time and then like as I they like had me do it more times there'd be less and less people here and I was like this is really not like just getting people to do yoga like once in conference like every couple months is not going to change their wellness so that was like another thing. I've made it very much a point to like not have us do yoga in conference this year. Yes. <laughs> like we need yes. to do other things that actually help. So yeah, it was funny. And then like when people, when I like got elected, we were like, oh, so you're gonna have us do yoga during conference. I was like, no, like I'm like pigeonholed in this like thing where I'm like, no, you're like the yoga. You're yeah. The wellness, yeah. That's why you're the wellness person. Right. Because, no, I like, told you. <laughs> We also mentioned how getting regular sleep always comes up as something doctors need to do to be well. But for residents, who are called residents because back in the day, they literally lived at the hospital and were on call an actual 24 hours a day, seven days a week, this idea is honestly kind of a joke. Even now with duty hour rules, It's normal for a resident to spend a full 80 hours every week at the hospital and at all hours of the day, overnight and early, early morning, on weekends and on holidays, and they switch from days to night off and on all the time, giving your body very little chance at following a circadian rhythm or having some sense of normal sleep and wake times. Ironically, The story of Jen's first attempt at leading a This Charity Life session is the perfect example of why the, oh, hey, just get some regular sleep recommendation earns an instant eye roll from residents everywhere.
It's actually kind of a funny story. So my first like wellness conference day was supposed to be in June when we were like, you're still in the previous year of residency, but like the other yeah. re- chiefs are out. So we had a wellness day scheduled at the end of June and I prepped this entire like discussion. We were going to like talk about, I forget what I had planned to talk about, but it was like some like wellness discussion, but it wasn't in this format at all. Um, and I like had everything to go and like, it was the whole conference day, like the whole four hours. So I even like bought these adult coloring books and I was like, we're going to like, you know, do some mindful coloring at then I was like maybe we'll like do some like whatever and then I like had just done a whole bunch of night shifts and I was extremely sleep deprived I ended up oversleeping and I missed I woke up at like 9 30 to one of our other chiefs calling me and I like woke up you know how when you panic wake up and you're like oh my god and I was like flipping out and then I like started crying and I was like I'm terrible like I just wanted to like do this wellness day but like I missed it and of course like no one else cared because the residents just left and went home early but it was extremely embarrassing so after that we didn't have another wellness session until we had planned the, this first, uh, this charity life. So <laughs> I was like, I'll come into it a little more well prepared. Oh, I think so like good. having that experience is like good. Cause I was like, you know, sometimes you just need to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you that is really what you do. What you do. And but you also you set the bar like right. So low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just show well, up. Just shut up this time. So I guess yeah. it's better than last time. Yeah. All joking aside, the This Charity Life program at LSU is really cool. It's time formally set aside by the program leadership for residents to share stories they otherwise probably would not share. To normalize these feelings that are totally normal to have while you're dealing with tragedy and life and death, but that can be so isolating and confusing to process those moments that we understand in medicine that everyone else just doesn't. I feel like our residents are are more personally connected and like able to share with each other. I think on shift discussion about stuff like this is more common. Um, whereas it, I was saying it used to be like you deal with that like in your own time. Um, so I think it's like a slow incremental change. Like you're not going to like make a drastic you know, difference overnight. But like, as we do more of these and it becomes more um, like normal, then I think it'll make a change. I think um, I definitely would love to continue something like this. Like once I'm an attending and uh, if where I'm working, like doesn't have it, I do want to initiate it. I think it's always like whenever you're stepping into a new culture or like a new environment, you like have to get some buy into it. So we'll see how that goes. But I think like if you can show to other people, like the positive impact it has, um, I think that's definitely, you know, something that will support it. Jen's hope for the This Charity Life program at LSU is the same as our hope here at Real Talk. That by sharing our real human stories working in medicine, we can make it more normal to be honest about how hard it is or how sad, how unfair, how crazy, how miraculous, how funny or unpredictable. Imagine if every training program in the U.S., had a program like Real Talk or This Charity Life. If it was modeled from day one of your training that this is what normal looks like, that struggling or being confused or not sure how to feel at all is normal, and that it doesn't make you weak or less good of a doctor or PA or nurse or whatever. Now that would really change the culture of medicine. 
We cannot wait to share the LSU residence stories with you, so be sure to tune in next time so you don't miss anything. But for now, we just want to say thank you to the residents at University Medical Center for being such gracious hosts to our Real Talk team. To Jennifer Oswald for being a forward thinker and true advocate for resident wellness. To the faculty and staff at LSU New Orleans for sincerely working to create a culture of wellness and support for the residents who train there. And to the team at Vituity for their support of this podcast, Marco Gonzalez, our sound engineer, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm Alicia, and this is Real Talk. Want to connect with the Real Talk podcast or figure out how to bring Real Talk to your residency program? Head to www.vituity.com forward slash Real Talk for more information or email us at realtalk at V-I-T-U-I-T-Y dot com.